to, we're almost at the end of this year, Shir Beis and Mashiach. And um, so we got up to the page Shinyad Gimel, uh, section Vav. And if we said last week that the Ramosha is presenting a very pessimistic picture of the world, there is some correction here, some movement uh, in a more optimistic direction. As he tells us the following. Okay, because if you remember last week, Moshe was telling us about uh, how far we are, uh, kind of miserable creatures we are compared to the kinds of people that we're supposed to be, the kinds of people that existed uh, before the Chorban, before, well, before we went into Golos. And, and, and now we'll, we'll say we're finish, finishing up this year. <coughs> We'll, we'll get, a, get a little bit of a broader perspective on the same issues, and as, as I say, a little bit of a, a corrective. Okay. So the tsura sa'odam, the way the people are supposed to be, was bottle outside the beis or except for the beis hamedish. The beis hamedish is an exception. That's what I say. This is our point of optimism. Aleinu ladat, we should know. Shekasher haya ba'olam beit ha-mikdash, surat ha'olam va'adam hayu al-mat kuntam. The world and the people, individuals, were the way they're supposed to be. Me'az shenechrav beit ha-mikdash, senitaka olam imukor chayav. So the world has been disconnected from its source of its life. And it deteriorates, degenerates, and it goes, gets lower and lower. Until we've reached a point that there's really nothing human that is left in the world. Right? In this world, there is no true human thought, or any human deed. The question is, what does he mean by when he says, talks about enoshi, right? Human, right? What does he mean? He says, I mean, we are human beings and we are, uh, and we are, you know, so what does he mean? That there's no human thought, there's no human deed. Right. What do you guys think it means? Anybody? Right. Could it be that we just think we're human? <laughs> yeah, some kind of a science fiction movie or something. Yeah. Right. We think that but yeah. But I mean, if we knew, if we knew what it was like, we wouldn't consider it. So. Yeah. Okay. But but. What does he mean by what, what is it that we're lacking? He doesn't, he doesn't speak out what it is what they were lacking. Right? It, it, is, is he saying perhaps that uh, he's, we're lacking in awareness of God's providence in the world? Okay. I mean, we're lacking a, a lot about God's involvement in the world. That's for sure. God's, right? He says is that we've been disconnected from the source of life. Right? That's one of the things he says. Right? The source of life, as you say, is means that 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly pumping spiritual life into the world. And with the Chorban, so that has been extremely mitzumtzam. It becomes limited. It becomes a, a, like a sort of like a starvation diet. HaKadosh right? Baruch Hu really isn't putting into the world the full force of his ruchnius into the world and only just enough to keep us going. That, that's what that, that's what you know, that's what we have. We don't have the full effect. Right? Uh, and and that's going to take away from our tzalem elokim. Whereas our tzalem elokim means is that we, we that you know, that that's that's the eager place of the shechina in this world is in the human being right? in the neshama of the human being. That's where the shechina is. And if Hakadosh Baruch Hu is being mitzamtzim, that means that or that the tzelam elokim that we have isn't as godly as it could be, as it should be, and it's it's a uh, uh, and it represents or it, it, it resembles more uh, an animal kind of a life than a human kind of a life. Human kind of life means that we're connected with our machshava, we're connected to a higher source, we're, we're connected to a source which allows us to function in a godly way. And if we're not connected to that, or if the source has become weakened and, and, and uh, adulterated, uh, adulterated, so then we have very little to go with. And we are behaving in ways which uh, do not reflect the, the true potential of what it means to be connected to our Kodesh Baruch And we, we connect in our own petty way uh, without really uh, have, having the full effect of, of, what, of what it means to be a human being. It means to be, to be a human being fully means to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch And then Moshe goes on to say, I'll turn the page, HaChevra Eina Poelet KeChevra Enushit. Society doesn't operate as a human society. I guess that's the right. It, it operates in a circle of, of interests, of interesting, as we say in Hebrew, right? So the social fabric exists, right? just to the extent that our accomplishments are shared, meaning that I'm interested in your accomplishing because you're interested in my accomplishing. And that we have to get together. So it's a question of convenience. It's a question of uh, recognizing and, and making alliances, right, like political alliances or other kinds of alliances that uh, are for our benefit because I recognize that I can't get what I want without having some help. And you recognize you can't get what you want. And so together we will get, we'll get it. But the minute that uh, I feel that I can get something without, without you and I don't need you anymore, so then... I stab you in the back, and then I don't see it, and, and that's the, uh, and uh, and that's what it says. Veloze, as the Mishnah says in Perkei Avos, Ishet Reeu Chayim Blao says. Mishnah tells us, to, I mean, have mit palel b'shlomav shel malchut. I always daven for the welfare of the of the government, because without the government, uh, without people, you know, some kind of fear of some kind of external punishments, then everybody would swallow each other up. Even he's willing to even swallow his friend in order to further his own purposes. 
This is what Golos is all about. Okay. And okay. The Moshe made this point earlier also, but he's repeating it again. There is one corner, in the whole world, that there is still a kind of humanity left. But this is a very narrow, restrictive framework. As Chazal say, The only place that HaKadosh Baruch really exists in this world, where HaKadosh Baruch is fully present in the world, is the place in the base Medrash. That's where HaKadosh Baruch presence can be felt in a way which is relatively, let's say, unaffected by, 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 the, by the fact that we're in Golas. We can rise above, we can transcend all of the limitations, right, right? And by plugging ourselves into Torah, Torah gives us the ability to access the flow of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's bracha into the world. And by, by the more we learn, so the more we're, let's call it, we're priming the pump, making, bringing more bracha into the world, and that is something which still exists. And that's the place where right, we find the bracha. So it's mashma that before the, before the, the korban, before Golas, so Akkadosh Baruch Hu's presence was present all over, right? not, not necessarily in the base marriage, right? because people would behave in a way which was proper because of the very fact that, uh, that the, the fact that Akkadosh Baruch Hu's presence prevailed Everywhere, all over the world, Kodesh Baruch Hu was always was in every was in every single corner, and everybody would behave in a human way because of the of the connection that we had to Kodesh Baruch Hu. But once that connection was severed with the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, so Kodesh Baruch Hu allows or is one place where people can exist in the true fashion that people were meant to exist, and that's in the base. In the base Hamedish. The famous piyut that we say, right, uh, most famously on Yom Kippur and Neila, that we say it during the course of the, uh, of the year as well, and in various lichot. Ha'ir ha'kodesh v'hamechozot ha'yu l'cherpa uvizot. Right. The holy city and the areas around it were desecrated and, and shamed and put to spoil. And all of its treasures are sunk and buried. That's what the, that's what the Piyot says. That's what the Slicha says. We have nothing left. There's nothing remaining. Only Torah. That's the only thing that cre- that enables the co- connection between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and the world to continue to exist. Right. All of those things which were included in the holy city and the areas, all of the things that are called its precious things, its treasures, klomar That means the things that. It's Kedai to desire them and to live for them. All of these have 
disappeared and they've been hidden away. The only thing that we still have that hasn't been perverted to study Torah in depth. To hear to have an insight into the world and into, into things around us from Torah. Here's where the place still remains and they haven't become ruined. Okay. So that's what Ramesh is telling us. So then right, the pessimistic view that he painted before, he says it's all true. However, there's one escape. There's one place where we can run to. There's one place where we can feel that we have a true connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, despite the fact that there is that there's a goal and that there's a purpose. Okay, so that's nice to hear. So, but that doesn't leave us much choice. Right? We want to really have some kind of an existence. Right? We want to, we want to be human beings. So that doesn't leave us much choice. Right? We, right? we, we, we must find our way to the base medrash. We must find our way to for a connection to Torah. Right? He's not saying you have to be a kolel guy. Right? We can, right? But what he's saying is, is that. Every Jew who really wants to have a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and live the way has to have a strong connection to Torah, have a strong connection to the Koach of Torah. And then, of course, it carries over into his life, into everything else that he does. Right? Then, it becomes, uh, then, then it becomes truly alive, truly human being. And then this affects how he interacts with his family, how he interacts with his, with his uh, environment, with his job, with, with his community. Everything will be elevated and raised because of the fact that this is a person who is connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through right, his learning Torah. Right? But the, the person who doesn't have that, so then he'll discover that he doesn't have that ability to create those connections. And how those connections are created, again, we say uh, there's, an, there's an Indian of uh, Yisachar and Zvulun, right? that, uh, that the Zvulans also have a share in the Torah of the Yisachars. Right? And so again, we're not going into the details of, of you know, what constitutes the proper kasher, but we must know that every Jew has to have a kasher with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which comes through Torah, right? And every Jew has to find time, right, to be kovei itim Torah, to learn Torah, and to have that connection, and then he becomes a proper human being. Other than that, right, he's in Golis, and it doesn't work. And and that would be different if it were if in a time when the Beis Hamikdash existed. Yes, evidently. Right? That's what I said. Because in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, yeah, not, not to say that a person will be potter from Talmud Torah, right? But that, because the Talmud Torah is a mitzvah, right? And uh, of course, we have to, we have to learn Torah. But what I think he's saying, as I said before, is that that the, if in a world which is filled with the kedusha of of, of, of uh, which comes from the Beis Hamikdash, so that kedusha radiates to all corners of the world, right? And therefore, all Human activities could be defined as activities which are uh, which which uh, take which which derive their koach from the spiritual koach from Akari Baruch right? because there was a shefa right? when it was the there was like a a, you know, a torrent of of hashpa coming from above but once there was a korban so then that was reduced to a trickle and that trickle isn't enough to permeate the world, to, to spread to the world. And 
the eker of that tri trickle is to be found in the base. It's like you're in the desert, right? Before the Chorban, the world was a lush paradise with all kinds of ruchnis dika things. So therefore, you can find your sustenance, you know, there. But once it's been reduced to a trickle, so now you're it's a desert, and when you're in a desert, you know, you got to go find the place where there's a water. You got to go, go find the oasis. You got to find the place where there there is some something still there, and 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 that's the only place you can have a hope for survival. Okay. Let's see the next thing, right? And here is, before we talk about the base marriage, now he's speaking specifically about Tamirei Chachamim. And he brings a famous morale and a very, very important morale. Right. The, the, the fundamental con, uh, musagim of, of what it means to be a, a society, to exist as a society, are so corrupted that even the goyim wonder about how did the Jewish people fall so low in their interactions of ben Adam lechaveru. And this is uh, okay, and this is what the Maral writes. Kvarnish alnu ha'umot. We've already been asked this question from the goyim. But Omram, and as we know, they uh, probably this is a true uh, dialogue because uh, we know the Maral had extensive interactions with the with the with the kings and the, and the uh, rulers around him. And he says, and this is the Omram, and this is the question that they throw at me, that they throw at us, at the Jews. Ki atem Omrim, you say ki Israel hatova. You say that the Jews that they're the, they're the good people. Why is it that the Jews always seem to try, be trying to do bad to other people? He says, and it's not that they look to harm the people who have a different religion, the people who are who their opponents in that and in, in, in the religion. People try to undermine other people in Torah mitzvahs, who are who are their colleagues and their comrades. And Ramaral writes that this is a question right, which has come from the earliest times against the Jews. Right, Ramaral, this is our answer. Why is it that the Jews don't love each other, don't look out for each other's welfare? This is the essence of what Galus is. tore apart, he separated the connection. And he divided them, he separated them, and he scattered them. That's what Golis is all about. And after he divided them and scattered them, and that's why nobody can get along with each other. Right? Because, that, because that is what it means to be scattered and, 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 and separated from other people. 
where the Kodesh Baruch Hu implanted right into our existence the Pirud, which is not supposed to be there. But right, when we're all together, so then we're all thinking alike, we're all thinking together, we're all thinking one for the other. But when we're separate, so then that means part of being separate from each other means that we are not looking out for each other's welfare. We're not friends anymore, right? We, we're, we're, we're sunk in this business of, of selfishness, of looking out for myself. That, that, that's, that's where we are. Because if we weren't divided, that would be lacking the the scattering and the separation because, right, and that's, so we wouldn't really be in Golos. Whereas if somehow we could maintain our human relations, right, where we are in, in, our, in our present state, so then by definition there would be something not Golos about us. Right? We wouldn't be in a full Golos. Right? We'd, be, we'd still be able to stick together. The fact that the Jews have one heart and they're together, that's a connection. And the Gzera was that just like Akash Baruch Hu decreed that there should be a Golos and you know this family should wind up in, in, in Bovel and this family should wind up in Spain and another family should wind up in, in, in Germany and France and, and wherever, they, wherever, wherever the Jews wound up scattered over Right, the whole globe. So just like Akari Baruch Hu decreed that physically we should be separate from each other and have and not be one. So that's also This demands that there also be a separation in the hearts. Because if somebody was happy about the greatness and he wanted the tranquility for this other. He wanted another person to have the tranquility and have what he wants. This wouldn't be pirud. This would be chibur. And Akash Baruch Hu goes to the Shabbat Pirud. In other words, it's, uh, he's saying is, is that it's not a kasha why, why we don't get along. Right? Because we don't get along because Akash Baruch Hu decreed that we should be in Golos. And and golos means not only physical golos, golos also means a lack of kibur bedas. Okay. Now this, yeah, as we'll, as we'll see, right? There's no possibility, this is where Moshe is summarizing, there's no possibility of having a properly functioning society because that's exactly where the gzera of the golus was, right? It's a golus on society. The society has to be the golus. Oh, so what about, right? Where isn't this true? The only place where you could have a true uh, society, a true chevra, a true chibur, chevra, chibur, right? Chaver is only ubetoch beis and this is the famous words of the Rambam in the parish of Mishnayis. Why are the Chachamim called Chaverim? And that's the name. We know that the, the Torah, that the Chazal, right, divided. There's a Chaver and there's an Amorat. Right? So why was it that they that they uh, that they're called Chaverim? 
להיות נאמנים למסורת ולטהרות, ואלה הם האנשים שיש להם נאמנות, כדי להגיד שהם נאמנים נאמנות, Why was this name chosen for them? Because their friendship, their relationship with each other is faithful. It's a And that's the only place where we can be free, we can be elevated above our, uh, above our selfish interests. Otherwise, uh, we, we're completely at, at the mercy of our, our taivas, our appetites, our yetzirahoras, uh, tearing us apart one from the other. Right? But when we come and we sit in the base medrash, and when we focus on something which is a higher truth, a higher reality than we, and we subserviate, we become, we subjugate ourselves to a higher power and say that our interest here is not to further my cause, right? Our interests are here to further the cause of Akhari Baruch right? And that we are, and, and that we are, uh, you know, and, and that when we have a common cause, which is above us, and, uh, to which we can elevate ourselves to, so then we can function and and be a chavra the way chavra is supposed to be. Right? One for all, all for one. We're all worried about each other. We're all concerned. We're happy with, other, with the other guy's success. And we're, we're sorry if, if, he, if, he, if, if we lack of success. So those are the things that, that constitute a true chavra. And that's why Chazal chose the word chaver, chaverim, to designate a tamachach. Says Reb Moshe, parenthetically, im nimtsah lokach, Ah, you'll ask me, Akasha, because maybe you were once in a base medrash where people weren't getting along, and maybe you were once in a base medrash where people were fighting and, uh, and not looking out for each other's interests. He says, a definition. You've got to check and make sure that, you know, and, and question whether they're really chachamim, because if they appear to be exceptions to the rule. He says, because certainly the Ramam is correct. So if you find people who appear to be Chachamim, the, there's a, such a thing, as we know, uh, uh, there are people who can be very knowledgeable uh, and what we call Chamor no Seisvarim. Uh, you have a person who is a Chamor, a chamor no Seisvarim, a donkey who's carrying books on his back. Uh, so uh, there, there exists such a thing. Uh, people who are very knowledgeable, who know everything, who know lots of Torah, lots of things, and, and uh, But uh, the Torah hasn't become imprinted in their souls. The Torah hasn't become absorbed into their being. And so therefore, they're, they're not true chachamim. Right? So Rav Moshe is not saying that every time you walk into any base medrash, you walk into, you know, a Gan Eden Alei Adamot. Uh, that's, not going to, that's, that's, that's not necessarily going to happen. However, you should know that, the, that a necessary condition for true chaverut is to be connected to some higher calling, to some Torah, through his Torah. That's necessary right? and sufficient if you have it, right? But not every, not every person who right, is in the base medrash, unfortunately, is, 
is, has the has the, 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 the tchunat nefesh. Okay, so you'll never be able to. This is what Ramosh is saying. You'll never be able to find counterexamples because counterexamples will say, well, they're just not following the definition of what a, what a chacham is. Okay, so but if we, right, for our purposes, we want to improve ourselves, we want to be chaver, we want to live in societies where we can trust other people, where we feel that there is a, uh, that uh, people are worried about us and we're worried about them, so we should know that that, that, that that's that's the way to do it, right? And uh, I always quote Rav Shimshim Pincus, and he said, I think I've, I've, I'm sure I quoted it in the Shurim, where he said, and, and he talks about Sholem bias, talks about Sholem, and the Sefer Shabbos Malkasa, and he says that when Ruvain is Ruvain, right, and Rachel is Rachel, then you could have a problem of Sholem. Because Ruvain's looking out for Ruvain's interests and Rachel's looking out for Rachel's interests. But when Ruvain is a Jew, is a Yehudi, and Rachel is a Yehudi, so then already they can get along. Because then they're not operating what's good for me, they're operating what's good for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you're thinking, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from me? What is what is the the um, plugged into the to the Torah? And I want to know what does the Torah have to say about this this particular situation. And so then, once you're appealing to a higher source, it's not me, it's not about me. It's about fulfilling my function in the world. And if if everybody's trying to figure out what a Baruch wants from them, so then they'll be able to live in peace and harmony. It's true on the family level. It's true in shalom bias, and it's true in society. It's true in every community right, that when people are only interested in themselves, right, it's not going to work. Probably also true in basketball teams. Right? Everybody's just worried about themselves. They're, they're not going to do too well. Right? They're not willing to pass you know, the ball and just trying to shoot the ball every time. You know? You're probably not going to be very successful. But that, I mean, again, it's a It's a little dogma that you have to be concerned about something greater than you. But of course, that's going to break down too after uh, after a little bit when you discover that you can make another million dollars if you sell out. And don't worry about other people. Okay, so that's the that's the thing. Let's finish up. Hashem chaverim nitchadesh al yedei chazal betchilat galut. Lermoz sheetzal hachamim hu amakom ayichidim shenisharu chaverim al afagalut. As opposed to others, everybody else has a Xeras Golos, which separates us. The only one that doesn't have a Xeras Golos is, is right where it is in the base parish. And this is included in the piyut that we say, when is going to come to an end. These concepts of true chevra will come back. As we said yesterday in Birchas Hachodesh, who yigalo tanu bikarov, bikabeitz nitachinu be'arba kanfot ha'aretz chaverim kol Yisrael. Interesting. Right? Will be chaverim. At that point, Kol Yisrael will be chaverim. Okay. 
But until then, Rakla Achar Shetikbatel Hagalut, Vit Kapsu Yisrael, Yuchu Kol Yisrael, Hikarecha Vere. Only that. Kol Mi. Okay, so now we're coming back to the, the fundamental point that Ramosh has been making. Kol Mi She'en Oto Fes Et Ha'ivut Shel Ha'olam Va'adam. Anybody who doesn't chap, doesn't understand uh, the corruption of the world and of human beings, he's happy, it's good. And he's not in a hurry to get out of the situation. He is not certain about his gula. This is the same thing that he said in the previous chapter, in the previous year, right? that you have to understand how bad things is, how bad the, 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 the destruction of, of Golos is, and that's a precondition for the beginning of the, the growth of the Yeshua. Kenusa Chatvila, that's the bracha, right? next to last bracha of the office of the Bakoshes of Shkwan Esrei, right? Just before Shema Koleinu, we say, Tzemach Dovid Avdecha Meirat Hatzmiach, Vekarno Tarum Bishuatecha, Kilishuatcha, Kivinu Kalayom. And that's the condition. If we're Kivinu for Yeshua, so then Yeshua will come. But if we give up, and that's the word we, that, that we used in the previous year, Ashrei Kol Chochelo, the ones who are Mechakeh, Mechakeh, Kavot, the same kind of an idea. Yichas Lecha Hashem Aleinu Kashir Yichalnu Lach, all these words that mean they're going in the direction of you have to want it. And the only way, and the only way it's going to come is by by drawing it down right, to us and saying, uh, we know right, that the situation that we're in is untenable. We know that the situation is is something which is so far from the way it's supposed to be that we just feel that we we, we you know that we're not really alive. Lama right? And then right, if we develop a sense of how good things could be, if we think in the positive, and how far we are from the way things could be, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu Barov Tuvo will, will grant us the, the blessing of having a Gaula. Okay. So this is the Avoda, right? and this is part of the Ami Animami. This is the Animami, the Munash Lembu Viasa Moshiach. That's the Avoda that we have to have. Okay. Adkan Shir Bays and Bias Mashiach. Okay, any comments, questions, thoughts? Anybody agree, disagree? Find this too upsetting to uh, to go on. Yes, Jory. Uh, you're you're muted, Jory. Jory, you're muted. We know that the uh, second temple was destroyed because of Sinat Chinam. Mm -hmm. And yet they were on a higher level with this direct infusion of, of God's, uh, I don't know word to use, but Shefa or Koach or whatever. Mm -hmm. And 
they, what they weren't studying Torah. How, how are we supposed to understand their yeah. failure? So good. I'm glad you're asking. So let, let, let's let's think about that for a minute. I mean, the first thing I would think is is that um, that sinat chinam, or is that's what caused the tzimtzum of the shefa. Right? Meaning, Akari Baruch Hu didn't decide, you know, one day, you know, I'm going to turn off the, uh, you know, close the faucets and, and say, no. In other words, the, the, the reality was that people were not behaving properly, so people were not taking advantage of it. And, and, there, and so, you know, so you know, it says that by the time Akari Baruch Hu, because I'll say by the time Akari Baruch Hu actually destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, there was nothing left of the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash was just an empty shell. Right? It was eighteen of Avonim, right? Because the the true soul and the spirit of the Beis Hamikdash had been gone. So people had the bechira chavshis, right? People had free will, and uh, and they were, despite the fact that they had the, the opportunities right, to avail themselves of this great shefa, they used, they misused their their bechira chavshis, right? And, uh, and this is what we find, you know, the Jews were, were sinning, you know, back in the first temple, before the first temple, there was Avodazar, there was this, you know. So there was always, always things that people misused. And Akash Baruch Hu never, right, gave us such a, a koach of, of, of Shefa, of, of Ruchnius, to, to choke off our Bechir HaKavshis, right? So Bechir HaKavshis was always there, right? And uh, so in Mela, we have a... Uh, so we, we reached where we support where, where we reached, and then Akari Baruchu said, "Okay, if that's the, if that's the situation, so then we're going to just you know, the punishment will be that there's going to become a uh, you know a permanent permanent in quotation marks until until, until there's a geula. This will become a permanent fact a permanent factor that this is the way it's going to be, right? Because we we created our own world. We created the world of." of, of we created the world of Khurban by by misusing our Bahir and not taking advantage of the of the opportunities that we have. So that's I think the uh, first thing is that we have to uh, just say you know, that uh, you know, and uh, as you say, you know, even even people who are in the base medrash right, have Bahir Khafshis. Right? Even people in the base medrash have Bahir Khafshis and they can uh, some some people are one way, and some people are another way. Okay, so okay, does that help, uh, Terry? Well, uh, it is. But am I to understand that uh, back in the days when the first and second temples stood, uh, they could fall low in the same way that we can fall low. However, their default or or their possible ways to be higher was greater. Is that what we're longing for is that the situation because clearly we're not longing for a situation where we can't fail because they did fail right so the question is and that's a, and that's an, an important question the question is right, what will be you know the human situation after when, when there's a when there's a uh, you know, what, what what how what, what will be you know will we have the same level of yetsahara uh, we have now or will somehow the Yetzirah be reduced, right? right? Like the Yetzirah of Oremarishon before the Chet was reduced. Right? Will we be able to reclaim a higher level of existence, which 
will preclude the the uh, the the uh, the, the Hara, right? Because you know it says you know as we know we're, we're heading to Matan Torah, and about Matan Torah it says is that the Jewish people at the time of, of Maimon Har Sinai, until the Chet Ego right, that didn't last uh, so long, right? From Maimon Har Sinai to the Chet Ego, it lasted Sachat whole forty days, right? But at that time. Uh, Chazal tell us that the Jew, that, that the Jewish people were on the madrega of Adam Arishon Kodam Achet. The Yetzir Horah sort of like fled from them, was re, was removed, and you know to the extent that you know, to the extent that it was that it was removed from uh, from uh, from Adam Arishon. So there is a situation where the Jewish people are elevated to the point where uh, where they where where, where the, they they're beyond the Yetzir Horah, right? And it says, I mean, I think we're mostly going to quote it the next year, if I'm not mistaken, but what it says is that, uh, you know, the, the Gemara says, Rashi brings it, right? And the Pasuk, and after the Chaita Egel, Uviyom Pokdi Ufakarati Alechem, that whenever I punish you, right, I'm going to also remember the Chaita Egel, right? And, and Rashi says there isn't any punishment that comes to the Jewish people where the Chaita Egel isn't mixed into it. Right. Why? Because the Cheta Ego brought us down into the present situation, just like which which is that we have very much of a Yetzirah, just like Adam Arishon after he was driven from Gan Eden. So we were Adam Arishon was in Gan Eden and he was driven out, and we were driven out. We were in a Gan Eden situation and we were driven out. And so there are two different levels of existence that human beings have. Human beings have a possibility of level of existence of Adam Rishon Kodam Achet, and they have a possibility of existence, or the existence that we know, right? So, right, the if the, the Geula, or what we're yearning for, is not only a restoration of of, uh, of the Beis Hamikdash and everything that was that, but also the the elevation of the Jewish personality to the point where he is uh, is going to be relieve the, the burdens of the Yitzhar the way the way that we know it. So that's all part of the uh, you have any comment on that, uh, Josh? I see you're listening. I'm just absorbing. Okay. I'm saying that maybe in some of your uh, learning you came across the, these ideas. Okay, you don't have to answer. Okay. okay. But that's, I think, the. Uh, right. So you're right. We don't want to go back to this. So we, so we want a redemption of, of, of the human being. Okay, let's turn the page. I would like to get started with the next year, just to get started. We have a few minutes left. Uh, the next shear right, is a beautiful shear about the concept of Melech, Malchus. It's a, very, it's a long shear, and Ramosha develops the concept of Malchus. In a very, very, very beautiful way. Um, it's got a lot. It has a lot of parts to it. Yeah, we'll start. We'll read. The, we'll read the first part. We'll read the first section. Uh, next week, of course, is Shavuos. We won't be meeting, and uh, um, so our next year will be uh, two weeks from today. Okay. Right. So right. he's going to talk about uh, the starting point of the shear uh, of shear of Shir Gimel here, Malchus Shamayin Kenege Malchus Agoyim. He's going to be talking about 
relationship between Malchus Shamayim and Malchus Rebbe. And he's going to, but just the jumping off point is the Loshon Rambam. So let's read the Loshon Rambam together. Loshon Rambam, Beferisha Mishnais, Bagdara Seikra Yudbeis. Shiyamin, Shiyelo Yitron, Vimalava Chavod, Al Kol Hamalachim Shayume Olam. Part of the Amuna in Mashiach is that we have to believe that the Melech HaMashiach will be far superior, right, in his Milo, in his level, and his Kavod, right, more than all of the kings who ever existed. As all the prophets prophesied about the Melech HaMashiach, Mimosha Rabbeinu Shalom first of our prophets at Malachi, the last of our prophets, all Shalom. Umisha histapegbo. And if somebody has some kind of a sophic, he's skeptical about that. But he says, oh, the Melech, the king of Mashiach is going to be greater than Chais, you know, Alexander the Great, or Chais, or I don't know, some uh, that's going to be better, bigger than them. Uh, who says? Why does he have to be bigger? Well, just be, you know, very big. No. He says, oh, nismite etzlo maloso, or his the Milo of the Mashiach is is less than him, is is, is for him is less, is less. Kafar b'Torah. This is Kfira. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to talk. So it says, Reb Moshe Yeshli itvonein madua yikarazem mechayev lahamin shiyal Mashiach gedula vekavod al kol machim shmuchem. Why is that such an important thing? That the Malchus of the Mashiach is going to be so much greater than anything else. The Goloshon Rambam. Somebody who doesn't have that level, and doesn't understand the adifut, right? As, 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 uh, as being better than everybody else, his qualitative difference. I'll call Malchut over any other kingdom, and any other kingdom that you could compare it to. Zegam It's also clear. It's not enough to right, to believe there will be a Mashiach. And it's not enough to believe, as we've been saying in the last year, that you have to believe that without that 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 the, that the world is in a terrible shape, and we desperately need Mashiach, and we're waiting right eagerly right, for his coming. Right? That's not enough. Right? Not believing that the Mashiach is going to have the greatest kingship of all possible. Right? The things that we can think about what a king is. That's also kfir. Mashmaut ikar be'amuna beviata Mashiach he. We can't imagine a world right? Right? meaning that right? we can't imagine that the world is not going to reach perfection. Right? This is going to there's not going to be another opportunity. When the Mashiach comes. Right, so then everything that Akash Baruch Hu intended for the world to become is going to happen. So it's not that, so no halfway measures. It's not going to be, oh, we're going to have a great king and he's going to be strong and, 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 uh, and, we'll, and you know, we'll beat the, the Arabs and we'll have the peace and, you know, and, and tranquility on our frontiers and we'll have prosperity. That's not enough. It's got to be that the Mashiach is going to bring us to the, to bring the world to perfection. And that every possible kind of perfection that Kodesh Baruch Hu had in mind when he created the world, and Kodesh Baruch Hu intended to create a perfect world, right? Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? 
he gave us the power to mess it up, but he intended to create a perfect world, everything is going to happen. That's the subject of what we're going to be talking about. Right? It's not enough to believe. We have to understand the power of his malchus that he'll have, of the malchus of his kingship that he'll have, right? And malchus and shal yado, and through him, there will be a total, complete malchus all of the kings of the world are going to return their koach, meaning it's going to say, we're nothing. They're going to be mavato themselves. All the kings of the world are going to say, you know, all the, the Bidens and the Putins and the Queen Elizabeths and whoever it is that, that, that thinks that they're, that they're, that they're have leadership, they're going to say, we're bottle and mavato to the Melech HaMashiach. And Takari Baruch will embrace and surround the whole world. We say this every day in Elena, right? Three times a day. Right? It's the Malchus is yours and yours alone. So therefore, the Shurim are going to be focused on the concept of Malchus in a very broad way and then being brought back to our particular subject. So we're going to kind of going off into a subject which is not directly Mashiach, it's Malchus in general, and then show how Malchus of Mashiach fits into that and how and, and then we'll be talking at the end, we'll talk about Malchus Romi, the kings of the Romans, the fourth Malchus, and everything that means. And, okay. and uh, uh, I can promise you a very interesting uh, section, because right? I, I find it fascinating, and then Mr. Shem, we will find it together. Okay, I'm going to uh, sign off now. Okay, Jory, we will look forward to seeing you here in Eretz Israel in a couple of days. Uh, have safe travels. And Thank you so much. Thank you. Jory will be uh, coming to Yeshiva to learn and for five weeks. Right? Okay. Yeah, very exciting. And tell your wife a big yashikach for letting you go. They always, you. Every year I tell you, you give your wife a big yashikach. And uh, yeah. and, the Seder, and we'll see you. And uh, Mr. Shem, we'll all meet together in uh, two weeks. Uh, next week, she was two weeks. Bezrat Hashem. Chag Sameach. Everybody should have a good Yontif. And meaning Kabbalah Satora. Kabbalah Satora should be Emes, right? And uh, the Swarm say that Shavuos is the is the Yom Hadin for Torah. How much success we'll have in Torah? There's a Yom Hadin, just like Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Hadin. So Shavuos is a Yom Hadin. And uh, we should be Zoha that will have a uh, good judgment and that will be Matzliach and Feira, right? And uh, be able to grow in, in our Avodah Hashem, our turn Avodah Hashem. Okay.